Good morning, baby gamers. This is Breaking the Lore. A show where two girlfriends dive deep. To find the weirdest and most obscure bits of trivia. I'm Nissa's girlfriend, Sarah. And I'm Sarah's girlfriend, Nissa. So buckle up, because tonight's episode is... <laughs> it's arms. I love arms. I have barely any memories of arms to be completely honest i feel like i played it a lot more than most people you Um, definitely did (laughs) um i thought it was fun and i liked the characters a lot it's got a really cool aesthetic and i like it a lot i mean it definitely has a cool aesthetic i just remember uh i mean arms is the reason i got a switch i guess i guess that has it going for it kind of because i really wanted the switch but I didn't have the money to buy it for myself. And my parents weren't going to buy me one. Um, but then my dad saw a preview for one, uh, not one to switch. Fucking no one cares about one to switch. Um, <laughs> saw a preview for arms and he wanted to play it. So he was like, we should get a switch. And I was like, yeah, we should. And he was like, all right, I'll go buy it as soon as I can find one. Because remember, there was like stock shortages and shit. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get a day one because it was a little after the Switch had come out. And I was like, okay. And I was like, can you get Breath of the Wild as well? And he was like, sure. I won't play it, but I'll get it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sounds good. And we somehow came to the agreement that I would take the Switch with me as my property. And he would get a home one if he wanted one. And I was like, okay, sure. That works. Oops. Um, nice. Yeah, no, it was pretty nice. Um, I had to pay for my Switch. <laughs> but so, yeah, we got arms. Um, I don't really remember doing much with it. I remember I played it a couple times. Um, I played it with my little sister and my dad a couple times. Um, I played it online like once, got my ass kicked and realized I didn't really like playing it online. I never played online. I always just did a Grand Prix. I never really did Grand Prix either because the NPCs would kick my ass too. Um, I pretty much just played like single matches or like matches against local people. Um, I played, I don't I don't want to say, I want to say I kept playing until some DLC came out. Um, definitely not all of it. Who, who were the fighters like in order? Um, Max Brass, Lola Pop, Misango, Springtron, Dr. Quail. Okay, I want to say I I played definitely until Max Brass was released, which I think was like pretty soon after the game's launch. Yeah, um, really soon. Yeah, he was he was in version 2.0. Um, I think I had abandoned it by the time Lola came out, but I picked it back up to try her out. And I have never to this day played as Misango Springtron or despite my love of her, Dr. Coyle. How? Because okay, I just we're gonna never... play arms together and we're gonna... <laughs> you're going to try out all the new characters. I just never picked arms back up after that. Because I, um, I played arms like occasionally here and there and I always grabbed it as soon as a new character came out because I wanted to try him out. Um, Lollipop eventually became my main. And, like, I don't know, by this point, like, I'm, like, I don't know. I played games all through the Wii era. I'm, like, kind of done with games where I have to be, like, up and, like, doing things. That sounds... Oh, I I never... I I barely use the motion controls. I use them once in a while, but I always just 
play with the controller. Wait, what are you talking about? You're, you don't have to use motion controls with arms. What are you talking about? Is this a bit? This is not a bit. What are you talking about? <laughs> you can use a normal controller, like the two Joy-Cons in the grip or a, a pro controller or the switch on handheld mode and you can um use a and b as your right and left arms and uh you can use uh zl and zr to grab and x and y to jump and dash arms had button controls arms has button controls <laughs> so i could have played so much more arms you, you still can i i mean it's true i do have arms um despite it technically being my dad's i somehow have custody of arms as well but um i, I find it hard to believe he's gonna ask for it back he's really not he never actually bought a house switch he just kind of lost interest um so yeah i could have i could have played a lot more arms if i had known that i didn't have to be like playing it like we sports boxing <laughs> It's so funny to me that you never learned that, though. I didn't. I thought you had to play it like Wii Sports Boxing. That's just how they marketed it. It's only one of several possible control schemes. Well, Two, I mean. Not several. Two. Well, then that's a shame that ARMS was absolutely kneecapped by me feeling like I had to have enough energy to be up and playing it like boxing. <laughs> but, um... ARMS is back. Yeah, ARMS is back. Like... With a vengeance. The dead speak. Somehow arms has returned. <laughs> like, like. I want to take a minute and talk about arms in Smash Bros. Because I feel like we cracked the code. We did? It's going to be Helix. How do we decide that again? It can't be Springman. Because he's, he's an assist um, trophy. Yeah. Assist trophy. And um, Min Min Mechanica... No, wait, not Min Min. It was... No, it was... Ribbon Girl. Min Min. If you're talking about the spirits. The spirits, yeah. Who are the spirits? I'm Hold pretty on. sure it was Ribbon Girl, Min Min, Twintel. I want to say either Mechanica or Master Mummy? Maybe Ninjara? Kid Cobra, maybe? I don't remember. It was Springman, Ribbon Girl, Min Min, Twintel, Ninjara. Those were the spirits. Right. So who that leaves in terms of like the most iconic ones like helix maybe master mummy but who cares about him like i mean i feel like he was one of the ones that got like the earliest marketing push but then kind of lost his steam yeah he was one of the first ones revealed but he wasn't very popular so he never really went anywhere like i know a lot of people are saying it's going to be spring man and it's going to be like this this breakthrough the cis trophies can be promoted but i don't think they're gonna do that like, yeah that really doesn't make sense that seems to stupid me. Um, i also don't want it because i think that Springman's the least interesting character in the entire game he is he's just the most generic one like i like him but not as much as the others i don't even really like him i mostly he's okay when i was doing npc fights i would actually usually choose him as just my like opponent because i don't <laughs> like him um Springman's just okay like um, a lot of people say Min Min because she won the last party crash, which is understandable. Like she's also overwhelmingly I I see popular. That. She's extremely popular. That's why she won the party crash. But um, I don't know. I the fact that she's a spirit kind of 
takes that off for me. I mean, potentially. Um, we don't yeah. we don't have any hard confirmation that spirits can't be characters. We don't know. And I think I think the spirits might have applied in the first pack, but I don't know about this second pack because it wasn't planned from the start. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that, like, games that are getting spirit events won't get in because... Yeah, any any new spirits they're adding, there's no chance. Yeah, because like... they're getting spirits after the fact. But... So I'm sorry to say, but we're not we're not going to be seeing partner Pikachu as a character in Smash Bros. Sorry. But I mean, I guess, yeah, he looks... Because, I mean, I don't think it would be... He looks one of the most iconic ones, I think. Because I think it would be someone from the base game. Yeah, as much as I want Lollipop or Dr. Coil, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be Bright and Bark. They just... They're kind of forgettable. Yeah, Bite and Bark, they're not very popular, and they're a little, they're, they're like weird because they're two characters. I mean, it would be a nice chance to sort of reuse the Ice Climbers formula, but a little different. But I don't I think, think it'd be even more to. like uh, Rosalina and Luma. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it being a Rosalina and Luma situation. Um, although I think Helix, the reason that we were leaning towards him, if I remember correctly, is that he would sort of take the most advantage of the like stretchy mechanic like mm-hmm. he would be very unique exactly like he because he has stretchy arms but his body's also stretchy so like yeah like helix helix has a lot going on as opposed to like Springman would be long little mac yeah helix would be potentially very unique with his um his durability I guess we'll say his elasticity. Um, I think he could be a pretty good fighter. Mm-hmm. That's the one my money's on is Helix. I kind of want Helix. I like Helix. Helix is one of my favorites. He's not my number one choice, but he's the one I feel is most likely, and I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I mean, my number one would be Min Min or Twintel, probably. Maybe Dr. Coyle, although I just think that she has such little chance of getting in that I can't even say yeah. she's my number one. Um, I feel like the most likely in my mind are Ribbon Girl and Helix. They just strike me as like the two. Ribbon Girl especially has that extra jump. Yeah. Like. I just think, I mean, because I think that like since Springman is theoretically out of the game, Ribbon Girl is like she was the other mascot of the series alongside Yeah, she's him. the next most iconic one. Yeah. Like, I think the two of them were revealed as, like, the two mascots, if I remember correctly. They were revealed at the same time, yeah. Because wasn't it, like, there was that, like, ad, right? With, like, the old man and, like, the schoolgirl, and, like, she turned into Ribbon Girl and he turned into Spring Man, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Something like that. From the Nintendo Switch yeah, from presentation the, uh, Switch back presentation. in December of many years ago. January 11th, 2017. <laughs> But yeah, ARMS is back. Um, yeah, it almost feels like they're even like, especially that this this demo and uh, everything, it's weird. They're just bringing it back and I love it. I mean, yeah, they had their first party crash in almost a year. Um, I think it was last weekend, was it? Yeah. Um, Springman versus Ribbon Girls who sort of pitting the two original mascots against each other. Yeah, I was surprised when they announced getting Party Crash. I certainly wasn't expecting that after the amount of time we've had since the last Party Crash. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of rumors are swirling also that there's going to be a second ARMS. And that that's what yeah. they're sort of gearing up to. ARMS 2 Armageddon. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I think it's a really good title, and they got to up the ante somehow. <laughs> I mean, that's the other competing theory, is that, like, the ARMS fighter in Smash is going to be, like, whoever the mascot of Game 2 is. The new Springman. The new Springman. Because, like, I mean... Springman is the third Springman. Like, to actually get into some arms lore f- after Whoa, the first, I'm not you ready know, for that yet. We're, we're, we're 12 minutes into this episode. We haven't said our first bit of arms lore, but I'm saying it now. <laughs> okay, fine, if you really want to get into it. The Springman's the third Springman. Like, I believe Max Brass was the last Springman, even? Well, what I don't you... know if that's true or if that's just something I made up. So but... is Springman, like, an inherited title, or? Yeah, Springman's a title. Like, it's, uh,. I don't know what it is, but there's, like, in the ARMS comic that uh, released in um, fall of 2018. They released an ARMS comic? No. It was announced to release in fall of 2018, then it was moved to January of 2019, and we still haven't seen it. Okay, I thought they'd, like, released a first issue or something that you were referencing. No, okay, the, the actu- that's what I am referencing, is they released the um, a free comic day preview, which is the first couple pages of it, which I oh, have. Okay. Um, and, yeah... It was said that Springman was the new Springman, and that there were previous Springmen. Interesting. I wonder if they're going to bring that comic back. Oh gosh, I hope so. Like, I mean, I want to read it. If they're bringing Arms back, they might as well bring back the comic. Yeah, like, just announce it for release next month. I I will buy it. I don't care that I don't have money. I want this book. Then we'd have some real lore, and we wouldn't have to be padding this episode like crazy. <laughs> Um, because we are, in fact, padding this episode, in case you couldn't tell. We're basically going to read the entire ARMS wiki, and that's (laughs) going to be, hopefully, an hour. Um, ARMS doesn't have much, but we wanted to do it because it's back, and Sarah really likes it. (laughs) It's back, and I love ARMS. I know you love ARMS. (laughs) But yeah, Springman, I guess, is the third Springman? Um... I assume, yeah, the reveal would have been that Max Brass, or, like, not even reveal, but, like, the lore, if the comic had continued, would be that Max Brass was the previous Springman. Yeah, because, um, like, Max Brass has to be Springman's dad, right? Oh, we're already jumping into that, too? <laughs> well, why not? We're just skipping all over the place. Um, But, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that common theory. When I looked it up a few days ago when we were talking about it in our... um nintendo ladies discord server i don't think i found any like actual evidence of it but it's like either heavily implied or at least people strongly believe that um max brass is the father of springman i mean like they have the same special ability and uh, we know that Max Brass and Dr. Coyle had a little thing together. They're exes. Yeah. And Dr. Coyle created her robotic son to replace her real life son that she has no contact with anymore. That's kind of sketchy. Are you, do you really think that Springtron was created to be like a replacement goldfish for Springman for her? <laughs> 
no, that's not the point. But why else would she make her robot son look exactly like Springman? Because he's a versatile all-out fighter. I'm going to see if there is actually any information on why Springtrown was created. Because it does seem weird that, like, Springman of all people would be Springtron. Um, let's see. Backstory. A lean, mean fighting machine designed and built by Arms Labs, so Dr. Coyle. His metal body is inspired by the popular fighter Springman, and he's packed with the latest advances in fighting technology. With the goal of improving Dr. Coyle's image by flexing their scientific muscle, he's finally been allowed to step out of the shadows and enter the Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Um, well, okay, here's something. Mm-hmm. Um... It's implied, at least, by Biff at one point, that Springtron's design was stolen from Mechanica. Oh, Mechanica. Because Mechanica's a huge fan of arms. Like, Well, yeah, that's why she built her mech. Because yeah, because she, she, she doesn't have arms, she built her own mech so she could compete. Yeah. She was going to build a robot duplicate of Springman because she stands him. I mean, yeah, that's what it seems to be. It seems that um she was apparently trying to build a Springtron to like have a robot version of her idol, I guess, and Dr. Coyle stole the blueprints and completed it to show off their robot technology. Huh. Um there's not much else about Springtron, because there's not much else about anyone. Um, other than the fact that he's zero years old. They, like, just made him relatively recently. <laughs> he was made after ARMS came out. Like, he just, he was born right when that update came out that put him into the game. That was his first day on Earth. Yeah, when, when 3.2 came out. <laughs> yeah, that was his birthday. <laughs> Actually, hold on. He would be three now. He would be three years old now? Well, actually, no. He'd be two and change. Two and change. Because he wouldn't... Because he didn't... Yeah. Oh, well, happy birthday, Spring Man. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, back to what we were originally sort of talking about. I mean, the ages do line up. Because, I mean, Spring Man is... Oh, I just closed all my tabs. He's 20. Yeah, Spring Man's 20. Max Brass is 52, and Dr. Coyle is 48. So she would have had him at, like, 28. 28 and Max Brass would have been 32. Yeah. And that that works. Yeah. That's a reasonable age for them to have Springman at. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Coyle's a MILF. Like an actual one. Yes, yes. Dr. Coyle's a MILF. But something just occurred to me. Is it that Dr. Coyle's not a MILF? No, Dr. Hoyle is 100% a MILF. Like, I'm not going to deny that. Okay, that's good. Mechanica, her favorite arms fighter is Ribbon Girl, not Springman. Why would she be building a Springman instead of a robotic Ribbon Girl? Because. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. She started making. Springtron mm-hmm. because she wanted a way to train but she like couldn't bring herself to beat up even a facsimile of Ribbon Girl. 
That's really good, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, seems like it works to me. Like, maybe she just stands Ribbon Girl so hard that she couldn't even beat up an effigy of her. And, like, made Springtron so she could beat on the other popular arms fighter. Okay, so there's, um, like, promotional art of Mechanico working on Springtron. Oh, Yeah. And, like, Dr. Coyle is looking in from the hallway. Oh, yeah. And, like, Headlock Hmm. is attacking Bark and Bite for some reason. Yeah. Does this... I'm almost wondering if this implies that she was building Springtron in Arms Labs? Well, okay, if she was building Springtron in arm, Okay, so she she built her suit in a scrapyard, obviously, but, like... Yeah. Maybe after she, like, joined the arms tournament, she was invited to arms labs? Maybe? Well, and that's I mean... how Dr. Coyle knew about the Springtron plans. Because I'm just... I'm trying to think of reasons why Headlock and Bark and Bite would be there. Yeah. Like, I feel like Headlock... I feel like this, like, little weird scene in the background of Headlock, Bark, and Bite wouldn't be happening at her scrapyard. No, no. And, like, Springtron looks done. Like, Biff mentions that, like, the blueprints were stolen, but nothing about, like, stole, like, an actual working prototype. Yeah, no, this looks like he got, like, damaged and she's repairing him. Like, damaged in a fight. Yeah. No, yeah. So, I guess, like, she's... I don't know, she likes Springtron and would, like, she designed him, so I mean, she'd maybe, fix him. Like, maybe she was, like, asked to be the one to to work on him. Dr. Coyle's assistant. Yeah, like, maybe she Intern. was offered. And I guess, like, also, if you look at, there's, like, um, another official art of her workshop in the scrapyard, because you can see her working on her Mac. Um, yeah. And it looks different. Mm-hmm. It looks completely different. Um, it has overhead lighting. It has a clear table. Um, the floor is tile instead of wood. She's drinking Helix juice. Oh, yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I think we can safely say these aren't the same rooms. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that that's in Arms Labs. It's got to be. Um, it has, it has, with all the other things happening in the scene, it has to be. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where to go with that. It's just, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Like, ARMS has all this, like, it's like Overwatch that the story is entirely told outside of the game. Yeah. But like, unlike Overwatch, like Overwatch's lore is a goddamn mess. We should do an Overwatch episode at some point. I guess we, we should. Where we just try to try riddle to make out sense that puzzle. Um. <laughs> Like I did in college. <laughs> but um, at least like Overwatch has like comics and those CGs. Or at least, I mean, they used to have the CGs. I don't know if they've made any recently. I and feel I also, like the last one wasn't too long ago. I don't know if any comics have even come out recently. I kind of stopped keeping up with it like halfway through college. Um, I never kept up with it. I, I've read a few of the Overwatch comics like back when Overwatch was new. I liked But I comics. never like kept up with it. I think the I've... last comic i kept up with was the christmas one i've watched some of the shorts but 
Because I remember the Christmas one, I was, like, getting into theories. Because, like, I was, like, like, those people who were, like, looking at the panels of, like, what all the characters were doing on Christmas. And, like, were, like, theorizing things about their lore over it. Like, I was doing that. Um, I think that was the last time I cared super hard about Overwatch. But getting back to ARMS, which is what we're supposed to be talking about. Um, I think I think a good place to go from here um, just as like something for the middle of the episode and then we can get back to random stuff later there were those um, almost sort of codex entries they're called Arms Confidential so the first one it's um, a bunch of sort of like illuminated like like medieval looking illuminated manuscripts um there's like this medieval man with an arms <laughs> punching another medieval man with an arms there's like a medieval biff like someone with arms and legs and like a hand on his Don't head see you. Yeah. telling them to stop um some kind of corkscrew wolf creature um yeah so arms confidential one okay the earliest materials we have relating to the arms ability date to 1500 years ago. Wow. However, however, some experts believe that it existed for at least 4,000 years. The hallmark of coiling like a spring can be found not just in people, but animals as well, and plant life. So that's interesting, because that's something that's really that wasn't cool. really addressed in the games, I yeah. guess. Well, I mean, obviously it was, because these came from the games. But, like, mm -hmm. none of the characters are... Well, maybe Kid Cobra. We don't really know what his deal is. but um, No, because Kid Cobra, like, he might just be a snake. He really could be. I don't... He's just an anthropomorphic snake. I guess so. Like, like a scaly? Yeah, he's a scaly. Well, you know, Kid Cobra's extendable arms have a scaly, snake-like appearance. So. They do. Our arms wikis confirming. <laughs> um... But yeah, we don't, we don't know. He, he could be an animal, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, like plants and animals. So this is like some kind of weird natural phenomenon that affects like all organic life, it seems like. It's um, so weird. It really is. Um... It's really weird. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, so the next one, Arms Lab Confidential 2. Um, it's pictures of Springman, Ribbon Girl. Oh, something I want to comment on while we're here. Mm -hmm. um, so an interesting thing about these is that even though the Arms signatures are in whatever language the character would be using for whatever country they're like implied to be from, these documents imply that the world of arms has a like sort of orabesh like made up language yeah it does it's uh funky like Cause, i yeah. feel like this is readable if it could be translated well yeah because like all the text on these files like seems like it's like put into like an orabesh type alphabet uh -huh. um which it looks kind of familiar um where are all the signatures um what page had all the signatures on it? Because there's, there's a page on the wiki that just, like, has everyone's signatures. Bark and Bite's signature. Mm. Bark and Bite's signature, like, 
that looks kind of like the made-up language. It does, yeah. It's a, it's a little stamp that's totally the made-up language. Yeah. And it must say bite and bark, right? Even Kid Cobra's looks kind of like it. Yeah, like stylized. Like, oh, yeah. Um, again, Misango's also looks vaguely like it, although also distinctly different. No, yeah, Misango's looks like a different made-up language. Yeah, like it's it's more swirly than um than the made up language on this. But yeah, there's a made up language in arms, even though the characters sign their names in whatever language their country of origin theoretically is. Because mm-hmm. um, you can read most of the signatures if you're like looking at them. Um, but yeah, the second arms. Um, I'm not going to read them all word for word. That was Mm-mm. would take up too much time, probably. Mm-mm. Yeah. But um, basically, what this one's talking about is arms is like incre- increasing exponentially. Um, I guess at this point in the world's timeline, twenty percent of people have arms. Um, obviously, springy arms, not twenty percent. I thought yeah. it said two. No, it says twenty. Oh. Currently 20% of the population. That's wild. Um, but it's it's also like noting here that like some of it might not be reported. So there might be more than 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, it's considered a gift now. Um, although it implies it was originally sort of used as like an outcast type thing. Um, people being racist against arms yeah but like it sort of went like the opposite like they went from like sort of discriminated against to now they're celebrities because of arms Um, no thanks to the masks the masks yeah because they don't wear those masks just for show no yeah that's another one of the confidentials I don't remember which one it is it's the next one no the next one's about Moon Moon I guess we're looking at them in a different order. We must be on different pages. I'm going in, I'm going in numerical order. Yeah, this one's listed as number three on this page. Number three is the arms of those with the arms ability turn into something deeply connected to the individual. Oh, that's cool. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, this one has pictures of Min Min. And apparently arms typically turn into something deeply connected to you or turn into something that's nearby you when you get your arms. Huh. Um, also, there are some cases that don't follow this pattern, apparently, but those are considered outliers. Um, but yeah, I guess that's why Min Min has noodle arms and Kid Cobra has snake arms. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting, Laura. Yeah. And now we're getting into what um, what you were going to talk about. Yeah. The masks. Um, <laughs> this one has this mustachioed old man on a age-stained letter in the fake language. Um, so, arms as a sport is 120 years old, apparently. Um, and there was a government group called the Arms Ministry, which turned into Arms Labs. So they made the masks, which is like um, how they control the arms. They're not—they don't just have those funky masks just for show. Like it's because that's how they control the arms. Because without them, they'd just be flopping all over the place. 
Yeah. There's like some art of like a dude and his arms like all uncoiled, like when you coil up paper, but then pull it a couple too many times and it just all comes undone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the masks somehow allow them to keep it together. <laughs> um, jumping around the arms confidentials, but I guess like the theory behind that is because the eyes have a spiral shape. I guess that means the arms are controlled by the brain. But like through the eyes? <laughs> the eyes are connected to the brain. That's that's fair. Um, like it manifests in the eyes. Like that's how you can see that they have, you know, but uh, it's like controlled by the brain. So putting your mask on would like probably connect to your brain somehow. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah. Like brain waves, like a like a radio wave for your brain. Yeah, no no that does make sense. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's arms and eyes and brain are all like the big factors, so the mask allows you to control them. But then so something I like didn't really know about before we started researching this, people aren't really born with arms, they just get arms. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> um but it typically um It'll happen Happens in the middle overnight. of the night. People will wake up with arms. For whatever reason. And, and like, it typically happens apparently as puberty, too. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't always. Like, there are people that have been born with arms. There are people that haven't gotten them until they were, like, 74. Yeah. So, yeah, there's... It, it's honestly, it's like mutant powers in X-Men. <laughs> Do you remember when we were watching X-Men and, like... Yeah. There was that part, and she was like, mutant powers, which manifest around puberty. But then I was like, well, when we watch First Class, you'll see Mystique and Charles as, like, eight-year-olds. And they both have decent control over their powers. Um, Despite both characters talking about how their powers were hard to control when they first got them. Mm -hmm. Which implies that they've had them since they were, like, what? Something? Plus, Mystique mentions at multiple points that her parents either abandoned her as a baby or tried to kill her as a baby because of her powers. So that doesn't really sound like manifesting at puberty to me. Um, But yeah, I think it's sort of like that where it just happens. And like allegedly, allegedly, uh, Kid Cobra was born with arms. Yeah. But he's not revealed um, his his genetic background and always wears a mask. So nobody's sure about that. But that's another thing. Like he he won't say where he came from, and he doesn't take off his mask. He's a snake under there. <laughs> He's a snake. He sure might be. Some kind of weird mutated cobra. Like, he's snake-shaped. Like, look at the way his, like, um, his back goes. He's got, like, it flares out like a like a cobra. Like, I don't think that's just but his, he... like, clothes. I think... But he... but he got legs. Yeah, he also got arms. Well, that that's different. Okay, when Arms he was hatched, special. he was the shape of a man. But he was a snake. <laughs> the, the shape of a man, but a snake? Yes, he's a snake in the shape of a man. So he's like a Yuan-T from D&D. Yes. Okay, alright. Um, Looking at Kid Cobra's trivia section. Kid Cobra's a weird one. Because he's um, a top snake boarder. And he lives for the streets. 
Isn't he also, he's, he's like a Twitch streamer. Yeah, he, he? he live streams his snakeboarding, and that's why he participates in the arms tournament to promote his snakeboarding live streams. Yeah, so he's like an extreme sports Twitch streamer. He's also a snake. And this also says um, that his race hasn't been confirmed yet, which means he's a snake. It doesn't mean he's a snake. It means he wears this disguise all the time and no one knows what he is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How messed up would it be if those were, like, robot legs? I mean... Like, he had, like, a coiled-up snake body in his baggy <laughs> pants. <laughs> and some robo legs. I mean, his legs do kind of bend kind of weirdly. Do they? No, I guess not. It's just his pants are really baggy, but it looks like his legs are filling it up at the same time. I mean, I will say, yeah, his body's really weird. He's got thick like, thighs. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at that art of him, like, sitting down... Like, sort of side profile glaring yeah. at us. And, like, he, his, he has his, weird yeah, proportions. His, his torso's really long, and his legs are really thick. I don't think he has real legs. No, he doesn't. He is a snake in the shape of a man. <laughs> but then he also apparently has, like, hypnosis or, like, fear powers because like there's that one official art of him and he's like got his hand in front of a snake and there's like two spooky eyes like um like when a pokemon does mean look (laughs) there's like that sort of effect going on he's Ka from the jungle book i guess so yeah he's hypnotizing a snake like that yeah is that just a power that snakes have no i think it's like a folklore thing or something well i mean I guess when I asked that, I didn't think that real snakes could do that. I don't know why I phrased it like that, because I don't think real snakes can do that. Um, I'm just going to move on to the next arms fun fact to cover that one up. Um, But yeah, Kid Cobra may be born with arms. Um, Coil wants to um, investigate him. If Arms had a story, I bet he'd get abducted at some point. That's my hot take. Because I feel like Coyle wouldn't be above abducting someone to learn about things. Absolutely not. Of course, she's just going to kidnap people all the time. So there would absolutely be a Kid Cobra abduction plot at some point in the story. Oh, Arms, if only you had a story. (laughs) Arms has, like, backstory (laughs) and no story. It has, like cobbled together backstory it does so this i mean the next one's just kind of talking about how the arms ministry became the arms league there's nothing super interesting here um except that like it all sort of like the arms ministry formed to like sort of study and learn about arms and then it became a professional sports league and then it split (laughs) into like the arms league and arms labs um and like arms labs studies and makes stuff in arms i was gonna say it actually kind of looks like they have a comic book of some kind on this confidential page um at least that's what it looks like to me or some kind of old fighting ad Hmm. which actually the guy's hair makes me almost think maybe he's the first spring man because he's red with like coiled blue hair so maybe that's the first spring man spring man the first um I want to talk about how um, Twintel does have the spiral irises, which means she has, like, arms. And, like, um, she refused to be um, researched. 
Yeah. Three times. She's another one that, like, Dr. Coyle has approached and has been like, no, thank you. They've tried to steal hair samples, but... Okay, hold on. What it says is several staff members have attempted to infiltrate her inner circle and gather hair samples, but contact with them has ceased. So Twintel has Twintel killed... killed them. Yes. Twintel, Twintel has, has killed has multiple killed arms lab workers. <laughs> um, where are you hiding the bodies, Twintel? <laughs> where are the innocent arms labs workers? <laughs> they're not innocent. They're trying to steal her hair. They're, they're trying to survive capitalism, babe. <laughs> okay, but like, okay, so did the arms ability just manifest in her hair? I or mean, is she faking it? I mean, Dr. Coyle presumes she's faking it, but I feel like it would have to manifest in her hair because she has the spirals, unless she's wearing colored contacts of some kind. Oh. Which I guess that's possible. Yeah. But also... The arms ability seems, like, pretty diverse. And, like... I guess? Like, I mean... Well, because it can turn up in animals, like the branches of a tree. Like, I almost think because it turns into something that's important to you. What if her hair was just the most important thing to her? Like, if she didn't have the arms ability, her hair would be Rapunzel-length. Like... Yeah... Maybe her hair was just the thing she valued the most and the arms ability manifested in it. That's... That works. Okay. I mean... I'm not saying she's not faking. If there's lore, I'm sure there would be some kind of canon answer about if she actually has the ability or if it's all like a long con. Um, I kind of want to know. Nintendo, bring back the arms comic. Please. <laughs> Um, I got something here about, like, the development of Headlock, I think. Where's that one? Um, it's Laboratory Staff Diary 1, but, like, I guess Headlock was originally developed as a shirt. Oh, yeah, I, I see that drawing with, like, the, like, yeah spilled ink on it. Um, yeah, he was developed to be worn, because they were trying to, like, create, like, general grievous fighters of some kind like have someone this says control. it enables fighters to have sparring partners who do not inherently have the arms trait and to see if um an ordinary person is able to control multiple arms mm -hmm. although this one grainy photo is kind of weird which one it's like it's it's really grainy are you looking at like the actual pictures for these yeah um so like to the left of the person wearing headlock diagram that's stained with blue ink um yeah. there's like a really grainy photo of it almost looks like a carved raised relief of someone wearing the headlock no yeah i'm seeing this like really like right like it's a kind of grainy photo and it looks like yeah that's someone wearing the headlock yeah i mean these are presumably legit because but no, yeah, because like that, like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that almost looks like some kind of like ancient statue of a headlock type creature. Kind of, but I think it looks more like a test of headlock and they put it on like a mannequin. Maybe. It's just the background looks really weird. 
Yeah. And like it's such a grainy like if it was like a like lab photo wouldn't it be nicer looking? It looks like it was taken somewhere dark. Mm, maybe it was taken illegally. Maybe. A leak. Yeah. Um leaked arms secrets. <laughs> Here's just, like, more research for Headlock. It's really interesting if you're, like, kind of looking at it. Um, there's, like, brain diagrams and, like, how it all connects. Apparently, basically the main problem here was that people could not control six arms at once. Mm -mm. People could control a maximum of two. Um, so apparently the idea was to forcibly expand expand the capacity of the brain um mm -hmm. dr coyle wasn't into that though i guess no apparently then they tried like the helmet design that we know today and then headlock just escaped because he gained sentience that's what it seems like yeah like now and they were just like ah we'll just leave it for the arms fighters to deal with there's a bunch of pictures of like the lab looking all fucked up like he yeah like, it clearly wasn't just, like, he was, like, I'm smart now and, and left. He, like, mutued the place. Um, he got smart and wrecked the fucking shit out of the arms lab. And, yeah, and then, yeah, they just kind of threw up their hands, like, well, he's out there now. That's it. Here's an interesting thing. Um, certain characters in the game are known as second generation. Um... Second generation are fighters who don't have, like, the true ability. Um, so, like, Mechanica, Helix, um, I believe Bark and Bite are considered second generation. Um, basically just characters who gave themselves the powers. Mm -hmm. Or were given them in the case of Helix. Um, Dr. Coyle uh, possesses 52 doctorates and lacks the ability to taste. Allegedly. <laughs> she allegedly is those things. I also want to talk about this little um, picture of like medieval artwork and it looks like Helix is in it. Yeah, it looks like some kind of Helix stepping out of this round thing and like a person praying to Helix. Hmm. Which almost leads me to believe that if there was lore, time travel might be involved yeah like i almost wonder if that round thing is supposed to be a time machine and like mm -hmm. um like if that round thing is supposed to be a time machine and helix is coming out of it helix is the dna man he is the dna man. what if like helix goes back in time and like like roughly four thousand to fifteen hundred years ago and corrupts some people's DNA to give them arms. And that spreads. And that's where arms come from. And it's a closed time loop and arms didn't come from anywhere. That could be interesting. I feel like they'd have to establish Helix having an ability to give people arms. Yeah. Because right now he's just like a weird two-year-old jelly man <laughs> who... He's two years old. <laughs> Who just kind of... I don't remember. Does he even talk? I think he just kind of like goes woo 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 or he something. He goes woo woo woo. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, I remember him like doing some like weird Splatoon-y type noises. Um, I mean, again, these are things they could have explored in an ARMS comic. Can Helix give people arms? I think that is an interesting theory, though. I like it. I'm also interested about this page on this place. Um, it's like a bunch of old photos, and like one of them looks like the curly mustache man from the original arms ministry. Which one are we looking at? Um, it's on. It's on the same one we were just looking at. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, there's like those old photos and i mm -hmm. don't know what it's implying but i almost feel like it's implying that dr Coyle is much older than she says she is because that one photo at the top yeah. of the arms ministry which That's again her. was founded 120 years ago um at, no at least probably i think before 120 years ago yeah that's if i'm not mistaken that's what um Coyle Grand Prix photo. If I'm not mistaken, that's what she looked like in her Grand Prix photo. Um, yes, it is. Right down to like the round glasses. Hmm. So like that one on top is Coil. It sure is. So what's the deal with that? Um, Maybe this picture isn't 120 years old but like uh, see my one like issue is I mean we already have time travel with medieval helix over here yeah I feel like my major issue with it not being super old is that I feel like it's implied that it's like supposed to be like the same era with all the photos and handlebar mustache man we know for a fact is from the original arms ministry that's right plus like it seems like they're making heavy use of like color photo black and white photo um illuminated manuscript type things to like show the age of certain things yeah so i find it hard to believe that they'd make a picture of her like artificially old for no reason so dr coyle might just be older than she lets on like a real like a like an immortal yeah. type type milf one of those <laughs> one of those immortal milfs one know. of those Rhea palutena nintendo green-haired immortal milf nintendo <laughs> <laughs> sure loves those and so do i <laughs> okay i'm looking at this picture um the one with the comic book cover uh the one that like... i said looked like possibly the original spring man yeah i'm talking next to that though that looks like a picture of like maybe earlier arms fighters give me a sec to find it again because i kind of lost it because we talked about it a bit ago oh there it is um yeah i was looking at that and i debated bringing it up but then i didn't um yeah the, like uh, an arms league from decades past like maybe the original arms league even yeah um no yeah that photo gives me very like I don't know why it gives me this because I've never read the comics and I've seen the movie like once half watched it on TV <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. It gives me like Watchmen vibes almost. <laughs> um, again, I've, I have no real experience with Watchmen. It just seems like that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. 
I thought it was like small, like the weird and interesting thing is like aside from one of them, there's not much emphasis on like the weird arms. No, I think okay, it looks like at least two of them have arms. A couple of them just look like monks. Yeah. Yeah. And Biff there's... is there. Yeah, because there's Biff. There's Wait, like... I think I, I think that guy in the middle might have arms. Look like he's wearing a mask. Um the guy who's next to Biff. No, the guy further towards the middle. Because the guy who's next to Biff definitely has arms. Oh, yeah, the guy next to Biff has arms. That guy on the left has arms. But I think, I think there's, like, a guy in the middle that looks like he's wearing a mask. Think, and the guy next to him, too. I think the guy on the left is the, like, original spring man from the, like, comic book cover. They've got the same, like, hair. Well, that doesn't look quite right to me. It doesn't? I think um, it is. Okay, maybe. Maybe. Because they got, like, the same hair and the same, like, relative shape okay actually you know what yeah i see it um that does look quite right yeah no yeah this is definitely some kind of like early arms league oh that's kind of cute um masks are distributed for free if you have the arms ability oh that's good um yeah. you just need to contact the arms league tell them you have the ability and they'll send you a free mask that's good although Although, as good as that is, it could just be a sneaky way for Coil to keep tabs on everyone that has arms. I'm sure it is. Because you can't just go pick up a free one. You have to contact the Arms League, get registered yeah. as having arms, and get your mask. Yeah, they, they don't just have them at Walmart. Yeah. Gotta go to the Arms League. So, like, it's good. But I think it could be used by Coil to keep tabs on everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Bike and Bart... <laughs> Bart. Bart Simpson. Um, bark and Bite. Oh, my God. You can tell that I'm recording this episode at um, 6 a.m. for me. Um, <laughs> because I just typed in Bite and Bark incorrectly like five times into the arms with the search bar. <laughs> to get myself to their page but um something interesting about them despite the fact that they're cops um (laughs) them participating in the arms tournament isn't actually the most above the boards legal type thing because apparently for their um grand prix like audition or whatever like however you like get into the arms league grand prix um, qualifier or whatever um, they did the thing where like which one's the dog bark I assume um, yeah they, <laughs> I don't know maybe it's the opposite of what you expect um, they did the thing where bark sits on bite's head to look like they were one person <laughs> and then only once they were in actual competition did they separate and reveal that they were two people <laughs> That's not allowed. Apparently they're still allowed to compete because Max Brass thinks they're really cool. I support Max Brass. Um, like the wording is something like, um It's something like they're allowed to stay because the commish likes it. Yeah, the commish is a big fan of theirs, so perhaps there will be no new rules. Um, because they were tossing around making new rules about like 
how they inspect um, fighters to like make sure this doesn't happen again. But apparently Max Brass is like, nah, I like this. This is cool. This is what ARMS is made for. I want to talk about... Um, I don't... I've never seen this mentioned in like any capacity in any bit of ARMS lore. I've only seen it like pictured in the promotional images. But uh-huh. Helix has his own line of sports drinks. He sure does. Helix juice. I don't know why... Is it called Helix juice? Um, on the ARMS wiki, the picture of Helix Juice is called helixjuice.jpg. Oh, boy. So I'm just going to call it Helix Juice. I don't truthfully understand why Helix Juice exists. Um, well, I mean, he's a um, famous athlete, and he has a... Um, it, it's just marketing, like... He's got his own line of sports drinks because he's a famous athlete. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. He just doesn't strike me as like a character that would like have a ton of marketing because he's like a weird experiment. Like, I don't even truthfully understand why Koya lets him compete. <laughs> I feel like she'd want to keep him in controlled environments. I think he just broke out and it was too late because people knew he existed let's, and he couldn't just disappear now. Let's find out. Um, I don't see anything about that on his page. All I'm finding out from his trivia section is that he has a crush on Twintel. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I just read that. He apparently, I guess, watched Twintel's movies. Um, watched Twintel's movies when he was in his, like, tube. And now he has a childhood. crush on her. He's two now, and he had a childhood. <laughs> His, his one year of childhood, he got feelings for Twintel because he watched her movies and thought she was hot. Which, like, who doesn't? I mean, just look at her. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't think Twintel's hot? Oh, this is weird official art. What is it? It was on Helix's page. It's, like, all of them in, like, casual clothes. Oh, yeah. I like that one a lot. It's cute. Like, Min Min's, like, wearing, like, a sweater... It is really cute. It's weird, though, seeing them in, like, just regular clothes. But, of course, still their masks because they can't take them yeah. off. They're friends and they hang out. It's cute. <laughs> they hang out in what looks like an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> it's the arms lab. The arms lab. It's built into an abandoned warehouse so nobody suspects anything. Nah, Coil's too good for that. Um... This one official art, not only does Helix Juice exist, it comes in multiple flavors. Yeah. There's like pink Helix Juice and orange it's and got blue. green, pink, blue, and orange. <laughs> All the flavors of Helix. <laughs> it's like watching two kids drink it through the window. He's like, oh, hey, they're drinking my juice. <laughs> they like it. Um, so I don't have a good segue for this, but um, what I want to know is... What is Biff? Biff is Biff. But like, he's a roughly humanoid yellow being of unknown species. I mean, I mean... He he has arms. And legs, doesn't he? No, no, no. He has arms. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, he has arms and legs, but he has stretchy arms and swirly eyes. Interesting. 
so like I don't have an answer to his species but um apparently he runs a bakery right next to Lola Pop's bakery and um they're in fierce capitalist competition to have the better bakery I don't know how he has the time to do that I don't know how either of them have the time to do that like Biff has to commentate on every official arms match when does he bake I, I don't know. And Lola is both a clown and a um arms fighter. And a she's, baker. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, I don't know when she has time to bake either. Like she's affiliated with street performers worldwide, which means I guess she's in the clown union. <laughs> the clown union. <laughs> I think I think everyone's in the clown union. <laughs> I think anyone listening to our show is in the Clown Union. <laughs> that's, that's that's the name of our fan club, the Clown Union. I think us spending we're we're now over an hour into this episode at six a.m. for me. I think that's Clown Union behavior. <laughs> where do you see that she's part of the Clown Union? Where where is that? It's in her info box. In her basic information, she's affiliated with street performers worldwide. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna look at her trivia section while I'm here. Me too. Um, Lola appears to respect Biff as his logo is used for her Biffler. <laughs> Biff also happily helps Lola Pop with her performance in One Piece of Art, indicating that their relationship might not be quite so hostile. Oh, also, this is—I mean, this is like a fact that like sort of trended after Arms came back the other day, um, but. Um, so fear of clowns doesn't exist in Japan for the most part. Like, I mean, obviously some people are, but like, it's not a cultural thing like it is in America. So when Nintendo of America was like sort of frightened by Lollipop's design, um, someone who was working for Nintendo of Japan joked that he'd found a weak point of Americans. That was the director of ARMS. I don't know. Yabuki. I know no one associated with arms. You can at least click his article and check. I could have. But yeah, he learned a weak point of Americans. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at this official art of like their competing bakeries. And like, yeah, there's there's Biff's bakery. It's like the logo is like him looking kind of Pillsbury Doughboyish, eating a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> there's Lola's bakery. Oh, and Biff looks like sad because everyone's paying more attention to Lola's sweets. Because she's like throwing her sweets around. And he's just standing there with a box, like a fool. Cause she's, she's juggling them because she's a street performer. I want to um talk about how okay, so all the arms characters have like um titles, um like Springman's the bouncer, um, but Lola Pop is the sucker puncher. Uh-huh. But um in Japanese. Uh, her title translates to Luscious Cat Clown with Big Inflated Dreams. I don't like that. She's a luscious clown. Don't say that. In Italian, she's the dreamy clown. I don't want to hear this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like this one bit. Don't talk about this any further. (laughs) (sighs) That's Why haven't we really talked about um, um, Ninjara? Ninjara? That's where we're going next? 
Let's why not? We haven't talked about him yet. He 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 goes to Ninja College. He does go to Ninja College. Participating in the arms tournament is his senior project. <laughs> Which is allowed for some reason. They're like, you need to, you need to write your, your final paper, your thesis. And he was like, I'm gonna participate in the sports league. And they were like, okay, <laughs> that works. Went before the college board of directors was like, I'm running this one by you. They were all for it. So, do you have anything else you want to say about Ninjar? Um. No, that was it. Oh, okay. Because um, I opened, I was opening other pages of characters that we haven't really talked about yet. And I um, went for, for Master Mummy because we were talking about him right before we started recording this episode. And um, so something I think is almost like, I mean, when you first told me the title Breaking the Lore, I thought we were just specifically looking for inconsistencies or things that would like break a series. And, like, a really small one that I'm, like, almost confused about is, so Master Mummy's, like, main goal is to find his family. Yes. Um, his family that presumably lived however many hundreds of years ago that he also presumably lived. In the end of his um, Grand Prix, spoilers for a super old game that no one plays anymore, um... Well, I guess people play it now, but super old game that no one played for many years. Um, he finds his family again. Yeah, that's the end of his story. Right. But he's only alive because Dr. Coyle brought him back scientifically. Like she was doing some kind of weird necromancy science and brought back Master Mummy. <laughs> Did she bring back his family as well? Yes. Okay, Dr. Coyle may be um, not in the best place ethically, but she's not a monster. Like, if she was going to bring back this long dead guy to study his arms, she's going to bring back his family too, so he's not depressed. I mean, it also says he suffered total memory loss. How does he even remember he has a family? He knows he has a family. He doesn't know who they are. That's not his family. Dr. Coyle made a fake family for him so he would so he would stop trashing the place. I mean, I guess so. Like, Dr. Coyle just found a lady and a kid, wrapped him up in toilet paper, and was like, here's your family. Stop repping my lab, please. I think she would have killed them and, like, revived them. <laughs> she killed them, mummified them, and then brought them back to life. She would. I don't think she'd go the half-assed route of just having them pretend. But yeah, I, presuming she didn't do some ridiculous scheme like that, I don't really know why she would have brought his family back as well. I don't either. Because even bringing him back was an accident. Um, she was just trying to do um, experiments on him, and he just came back. Um... So I don't know why she would have done that. But apparently she did. Or someone did. Because um... I wonder, do you think do you think the mausoleum is has anything to do with the arms lab? Um 
you know, I haven't played ARMS in so long, I couldn't tell you anything about the stages, so I'm going to the page right now. Okay, all I want to, I, I just want to tell you, the mausoleum is a hospital for mummies. It, it, it is? Yes. The official description says the decrepit mausoleum moonlights as a hospital for mummies. And Where does it um, say that? If you go to the page for mausoleum, it's the page quote. But, uh, oh yeah, I know. I see it now. I was looking at like Biff's description and appearance and everything. And else. also, in Japanese and Chinese, the uh, it's just called straight up called Mummy Hospital. Again, it's called sanatorium in multiple other languages. Mummy Health, Mummy Clinic, Mummy Clinic. This, this is the only language actually where it's not implied by the name. Yeah, that's really weird. No, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at it. I mean, that just raises all manner of questions because either it's affiliated with the arms lab or mummies exist as a species. But then if mummies exist as a species, why was Dr. Coyle having to reanimate this particular mummy, Dr. Not Dr. Mummy, Master Mummy, unless after she revived him, she was so happy that she went buck wild and made an entire species of them by just reviving the fuck out of tons of ancient mummies but the official description implies that master mummy slept here before he rose from the dead which makes me think if mummies are a species master mummy hasn't been dead that long master <laughs> mummy died like a week ago and dr coyle was like no wait i need to study this guy's arms some more brought him back to life lost his memories he was like where's my wife <laughs> I mean, like, does it, yeah, does it say anywhere that he's ancient? Um, no, it says his age is unknown. And he's also seven foot six and 368 pounds. Jesus. That's a little big to just be a dead guy. Is he even real? Um, mummies are just a species. I, I guess? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, like, really worked up by this. Like, I didn't think that, like, the forgive the pun tugging at the sort of wrapping of this mummy thing was gonna like <laughs> discover a lot of really confusing concerning arms lore but like i mean also like he's purple yeah, his skin is purple he is purple i mean what if the like experiment that brought him back it wasn't just bringing him back it like made him into some sort of like hulk type monster Except purple instead of purple. Why, why do his wife and child look like normal people? Because he was imperfect resurrection and they were perfect resurrection. <laughs> he was the first try. They fixed it for the rest of them. Well, he was the first try because he lost his memories and stuff. I don't know what's going on with mummies and arms. We I, need the arms either. comic. <laughs> We need the arms comic. We need the arms comic. I want the arms comic so badly. I need to know why this mummy hospital exists and if there's more mummies than Master Mummy. Because that de like directly contradicts everything we know about how Master Mummy came to be. But also the fact that he can even find his family alive and well also contradicts everything we know about how Master Mummy came to be. Um... Wait a minute, hold on. I think I might have cracked it. How'd you crack it? Uh, I need to get a better look. But I think Master Mummy's fans from the background are mummies? 
I always thought they were dressed up as mummies. You see, I thought that too, but like, if I can get a better look, I can see if they like have the purple skin. Master mummy fans. Um, God, there's just no good. Oh wait, here's here's a gif of them from something. Um, this one seems to have greenish blue skin in this gif of previous I mean, origin. I think that's okay because Master Mummy, his alternate colors, one of them he's green in them. His skin is green in it. Um, and one of them it's like kind of a dark purplish brown. Is there any official art with Master Mummy's fans since like fans appear? I'm looking at his official art and his fans aren't in any, any of them. Um, the only ones he's in are like with other arms fighters, not with his fans. Yeah, because he's like doing stuff with Max Brass and he's stocking up for quarantine with toilet paper. <laughs> oh, also, wait, like, if they that... just sell mummy bandages at Walmart... Well, I think he's maybe... buying just, like, toilet paper. <laughs> no, 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 because, like, look the way it's, like, taped up, and that's not the consistency of toilet paper, and they're not they're not that long, like... Oh, no, you're right. That's not what toilet paper looks like. That's, like, medical bandage, yeah. Yeah. They just sell it for the mummies. After our quarantine jokes just <laughs> fell flat, didn't they? Oh, so wait. If that's if the mausoleum is a mummy hospital, is that why Min Min is dressed like a nurse in the Halloween artwork? <gasps> it is! I thought that was just kind of for fun. I didn't realize that that was, like, thematic. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, th I just thought it was, like, a cute costume, but no, it it's relevant. Oh yeah, I thought they just chose, like, old-timey <laughs> nurse, but no... There's a purpose. I need to look at his fans up close now because I'm a little worked up. Um, there was a picture of them on the mausoleums page, but it's really tiny. No, yeah, that's the thing. I can keep finding images, but like they're small. The only thing um, I can find is this like gif of unknown origin. Here's a picture of the um mausoleum, just like the stage, and you can see the fans in the background. They're not very clear, but they're there, and their entire skin is like. Oh god, Not this is the human worst picture skin tone. I'm sorry, it's the best I can find. Lord, zooming in. No, yeah, the skin of all his fans are like green. Yeah. Oh jeez. Um, oh no. Uh, yeah. So are mummies a species? Mummies gotta be a species. I mean, okay, okay. Alright, let's, let's breathe. Let's take this slow. We don't know how long ago she brought back Master Mummy. Yes. So it could have been a while ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe she did just go apeshit with Mummy Resurrection technology. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You ready for this This one? I'm ready for this. I'm going to lay this on you. Mm-hmm. Maybe he stole Mummy Resurrection technology. So he, he went and revived all the mummies he could find in the hopes that one of them would be his wife. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, he just resurrected the whole damn mausoleum. It became a mummy hospital because, sure. And now mummies are a species because he went apeshit resurrecting people looking for his wife. Hey, Nintendo, can we write the ARMS comic? We got some good stuff here. Hire us. Hire us. We got it. We know all the ARMS lore.
It'll be way better than the Overwatch comic, trust me. So yeah, I think we unwrapped Wink Master Mummy's lore. Okay, yeah, the fans article on the Arms Wiki describes the Master Mummy's fans as having blue skin. You know? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I, I think we're right. I think he we're stole absolutely it, right. And he somehow just got them all back somehow. I think the only character we haven't really talked about at all this episode is Masango. Masango's a weird one, and we can talk about him for sure. I mean I feel like Master Mummy's such a good note to end on, but like if we don't finish Masango, we haven't finished all the arms lore. So yeah. we might as well do him finish it off by like actually looking at all the lore like we promised in this episode although it did go a lot longer than i expected yeah so misango what do we got so misango has spirit companions yeah there's just spirits like they're and they like boost his stats he's got ghosts in his blood yeah um and like okay so there's a picture um, of him like training like by a waterfall and he's got big statues that with the, with the ar- hands on the head like Biff yeah well Biff is definitely some kind of ancient species because he's in all of the like I don't even think Biff, Biff is a species I think he's just an ancient being He's there's just one of him and he's always I mean, been here I believe it um, yeah, I mean, I guess he must just be immortal. Like, either he's immortal or he's part of this, like, weird immortal species. Yeah. Um, that I just have to assume that Misango's culture worshipped as gods? Apparently? Well, um, I mean, they wouldn't really have, like, big statues if they didn't, you know? Yeah. Um... And yeah, he's got this weird little sprite that's like, I'm going to look at it because I haven't really seen it before. Because again, I've never played Masango in my life. Oh, it's weird. It's like a little arms sprite. Yeah. Did it give him the arms ability? It or did it just help him? say that. Um, all it really says is that um, his arms look like um, Misanga bracelets, which represent good luck and friendship. And that he likes them and that's why they became his arms interesting but it doesn't really say if he got arms from the spirits or i don't know i mean it seems like he's just like someone from a foreign country who wants to prove his country is really good that seems like yeah. the gist of the lore that we have on yeah he him. wants to prove that his culture's fighting style is the best one and it actually looks like the spirits like possess his mask not him yeah Oh yeah, yeah. he has a little mask on it. And like, um, what changes when he gets a spirit is the color of his mask that indicates which stats get boosted. Interesting. Either, um, what is it? Speed, jumping, um, or strength, I guess. I think it is. So... I'm reading the page quote for him. Mm-hmm. And it says that their country, Misanga, is named after their god. 
Is Masanga what they call this? Oh. Because if they have, like, the big statues that, like, appear to be Biff's. Yeah. With, like, the arm on the head. Could they call either, again, Biff if he's an immortal being or Biff's species if there's, like, multiple Masangas? I, I guess. Like, when you look at the stage, they've got, like, pillars that have fists on them. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then I have to wonder, did he, like flip out when he saw Biff for the first time? Maybe. Again, we need the arms comic. We need arms lore. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's implied that, like, Biff is his god. Kind of. Hmm. Or at least, like, important to his culture in some way. Important enough to be all over the place, yeah. Yeah. I'm just not even sure how to process it yet. Um... So, uh, Twintel used to be label mates with Ribbon Girl. Oh, yeah, I think I knew that. Yeah, because she used to be a pop star before she was a movie star, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, another thing. Um, did we know that she had a fashion line? I didn't. Because this one artwork of um, Misango trying on suits, it's like a very... George of the I Jungle, Tarzani type artwork. Yeah, that's her symbol on yeah, the belt her symbol, buckle. It's on the belt buckle, it's on the like shelf, and it's on the like ceiling of the boutique. Huh. I yeah. think she has yeah, I think she has a fashion label. So, so is there anything she doesn't have? She's got like perfume, fashion, movies. She was a singer, then became a mo- uh, movie star. She's a model. Like, yeah, she's got everything. Oh, yeah, she's a model. I forgot about that. So, yeah, she's just got everything. She's, like, an absolute celebrity. Uh, Dr. Coyle, in her victory coat after defeating Kid Cobra, implies that she has a fear of snakes. (laughs) That's kind of funny. I guess that could make her, like, almost hesitant to sort of kidnap an experiment on him. (laughs) Because she'd have to be in close contact with a presumably very angry snake <laughs> dr coyle's secret weakness this is just kind of a dumb little one min min's um ramen restaurant is mintendo mintendo oh. <laughs> min min's mintendo ramen <laughs> if i was as big we could be eating nintendo ramen oh we could they could have released ramen that had min min on it nintendo label ramen Another world. A better world. Um, on the Japanese version of the ARMS website, Min Min's weight is listed as on a diet rather than unimportant. <laughs> There's just no information on why she has a dragon arm, is there? Um, there doesn't really seem to be. It seems like that's just sort of something that happened. She can just do that. Like, there's, there's no reason for it. No, yeah, like, almost even... Yeah. And it's only just one of her arms, too. Like... Is it always the same one? It's always the left one, yeah. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, it's really weird. There's just, like, no explanation as to why she has one dragon arm. Again, probably something that would have been, um... Would have been addressed in the arms comic. (laughs) We're gonna be so disappointed if the arms comic ever comes out and it doesn't answer all of our questions. Oh, um gonna be so disappointed like (laughs) i need to i need to know oh 
Oh, I was just looking at some official Min Min art, and I saw this really cute art of her in the Yukata. Um, with um, Kid Cobra and Ninjara on spinning tops for whatever reason. Like snakeboards? Um, they look, no, they look more like traditional children's tops. Oh. Like, you know, the ones that you, like, do with string? Yeah. They look like those. Oh, okay. Also interesting that we haven't talked about yet, I don't think. Um, Dr. Coyle is second generation? What do you mean? Oh, um, yeah, because she, she made her own arms, yeah. Yeah. She, she gave herself like, arms. She didn't get arms. She, like, tested herself yeah. and gave herself arms. But she has swirly eyes. So she was able to, like, give herself, like, actual arms. Uh-huh. Like, as if she got it naturally. She created her own arms. She figured out where arms come from. And was able to give herself them, yeah. Yeah. I think that's where we gotta end it. Yeah, I guess that is just kind of where we have to leave it. I don't think there's anything else um, to find. I mean, I guess this just goes to show that you can't really always pace out episodes. Like, obviously, the Master Mummy thing would have been the fun big thing to end on, but that's just not really how this episode worked out. No. Um, But we did go through all of ARMS' lore and made up a ton of shit that could be arms lore but also could not be arms lore what would be arms lore if they weren't cowards because arms just doesn't have lore so you kind of if you're gonna do an hour plus long podcast about arms lore you need to make up some i would i disagree i think arms has lore it just doesn't have a story i mean it's all lore it's only lore but like it's all just flavor text that's fair but like none of the lore like it's all like half baked lore. Like you yeah. have to like we've been extrapolating almost this entire episode. I feel like there's not a single bit of lore that we've just read and haven't like extrapolated things from. Mm-hmm. I I just want arms to get a proper story mode or like a comic or whatever. Gosh. A long running just... manga like the Splatoon manga would be absolutely great. Oh, that'd be so good. I just put that arms comic out already like i know you're holding on to it like even if you just canceled it release what you had because what you had was good i read the first issue like i still haven't read it but i'm sure it was good i have it somewhere i'll find it for you um but yeah we should really wrap this up because this episode's been going on for a very long time and i don't even think there's that much that we can cut put a story mode in arms to armageddon and that's all I got to say about that. But yeah, thank you for sticking with us throughout this episode. That's probably going to be at least a little bit long. Because, I mean, we discussed a lot that I don't think I really want to cut out. Um, so thank you for sticking with us. Um, as usual, like it, uh, comment. We love interaction. Um, subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's uh, Breaking the Lore. That's what it's called. <laughs> yep it's um the link is actually on our twitter the link will be in the description of this episode um but yeah we got several levels um all with different privileges if you do the 50 dollars a month king of monsters tier i send you a snapchat every week it's not lewd but it's cute um <laughs> so yeah there's tons of fun things at each level mm-hmm. if you want to subscribe to our patreon subscribe you'll to get us. access 
Oh, what were you going to say? Yeah. You'll get access to exclusive minisodes and um, commentary tracks at certain tiers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be great. No, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Give you more break in the lore content than what the average schmo would get. And, you know, keeps us keeps us doing this. Um, <laughs> financial support's important, especially in a pandemic. So <laughs> give us some support. Um, but yeah, even if you don't want to do financial support or can't, like, you know how it is. Um, follow our Just Twitters. your support, just yeah. listening to it and talking about it is just as good. Exactly. Share it with people. Tell people you know about it any sort of word of mouth or ways to get us sort of more popular um, is appreciated. We're not in it for the money. We just want to bring joy and information to people. But money is quite nice. I would like money, but it's not the end. I, not, I, I, and that's not everything. I know. We can just cut out that part. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Like, subscribe, share, all that end of YouTube video stuff, except it's a <laughs> podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.